Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, July 13th. It is five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. If you'd like to watch the program, you can do that on YouTube. Type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. You can find me there as well, Casey Daniels 317. So the Secret Service has just come out and they have said that on Friday, tomorrow, they're going to close the investigation into the cocaine, which was found at the White House. Oh, wow. So they've got uh, they're closing in on someone. They're no, they're closing out the investigation, oh, and that's they're, different. They're not going to determine the identity of the suspect. Wait, what? Yeah, without determining who the cocaine belonged to, they are going to end the investigation tomorrow. So you mean to tell me, Casey, that someone can bring a bag of cocaine into the White House, right next to the Situation Room, mm-hmm. leave it there, mm-hmm. and that's. That's say okay. That's what we're doing here. That is uh that's what we're doing. That is uh level 2 drug in the White House, but uh, there's really not a whole lot of interest boy, in you, finding out who it belongs you to. You people better wake up to what's going on in this country. If you I mean I assume if you're listening to this radio show or this radio station, you're already waking up to what's going on in this country. However, Just, I mean, it's it's the You're, look. look here, here's the you don't know what to say about this, well, do you? Because it's so awful. Is a it, and this is why it's an issue. Is a bag of cocaine the end of the world? No. Is it good? No. Is it a life altering thing? No. However, it is once again an impartial administration of justice because anybody with an ounce of common sense or a firing synapse in their brain doesn't believe that they don't know whose cocaine that actually was or couldn't find out if they really wanted to find out. Right, or they're not interested in finding out the person's real identity. So apparently it was uh, a less than a gram of cocaine that was found. I don't know if that's a lot, if that's a little. I've never been near the stuff in my life. Have absolutely no desire to be either. But one thing I will say, if they're not interested in finding out who brought the cocaine into the White House or who was using the cocaine in the White House. What does that say about their stance on fentanyl pouring into the country? And if you're not going to, again, this is the White House, right? Mm -hmm. I think this is the bigger cause for concern is that if someone can get a bag of cocaine into the White House, Mm -hmm. what else could they get into the White House? Right. Anything, apparently. What are the dogs for? What are the cameras for? Well, again, they know whose it was, uh-huh. and I think that should be a giant red flag to everyone. But look, this is our country now. There is no. It is banana. It is full. We are in full blown banana republic mode at this point, Casey. Where political opponents get law enforcement weaponized against them, where people blatantly break the law and there's no prosecution. Uh, people get sweetheart plea deals based on who their daddy is. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's where we're at now. And we as a society have allowed it to happen. They're having a rave right now at the White House. No big deal. Nothing to see here.
Uh, this is the guy who ran on transparency, by the way. Not very transparent, is it? And remember, the adults were going to be back in charge. Remember, right. that was their big thing. The adults yeah. will be back in charge. The drug-using adults. Eight minutes after 11, and uh, that summit that President Biden was on ended yesterday. And it ended with a joint declaration from the G7 leaders that their nations were going to uh, help Ukraine build up its land, sea, and air defenses to deter future Russian Attacks. So this is very important because it is, once again, they are repeating what we have told you for a year and a half. And I, we sat here. I don't know. Were you here when the Ukraine thing started? Yes. Okay. So you've was been here. I? The, no, that. No, was, I don't think you were. I think it was one of the many rotating hosts and the initial. It was shortly after Yes, that. that's correct. And we told you on these airwaves. So I was going to take full credit, but I didn't want to like insult you if you were actually take here. Take full credit. Uh I told you at the time, mm-hmm. you can go back and find the tapes in the archives somewhere, that just like with COVID, if you give them an inch, mm-hmm. we should not be involved in this. It will never stop. Once we make the commitment, it will never stop. And Joe Biden confirms right here with his own two little lips that this is not about a war in Ukraine and Russia. It is about nation building, which is what we always do. It's exactly what we did in Iraq. It's what we did in Afghanistan. And what that means is 20 years from now, you're still going to be funding this. You're going to spend a gajillion dollars on this and nothing is going to get fixed. And ultimately, just like with Iraq and just like with Afghanistan, the people will turn against us and all that money and all that time and all that energy and all that effort will go for absolutely not. This is how it always ends. Here's Joe Biden. So today, uh, the uh, the long-term commitments we're making are are backed up by the notion that in the meantime, we're going to provide security to Ukraine uh, for its needs and against any aggression that may occur. Today, the members of the G7 are launching a joint declaration of support for Ukraine to make it clear that our support will last long into the future. This starts a process by which each of our nations and any other nation who wishes to participate will negotiate long-term bilateral security commitments with and to Ukraine. We're going to help Ukraine build a strong, capable defense across land, air, and sea, and from which we'll force uh, the will be a force of stability in the region and deter against any and all threats. I want to thank my fellow G7 leaders and President Zelensky for their work to make this happen. I think it's a powerful statement, a powerful statement of our commitment to Ukraine as it defends its freedom today and as it rebuilds the future. For, and we're going to be there as long as that takes. And again, I thank all my colleagues for their support for this. We will be there. As, as long, long as, as it takes, takes to not, not not just defeat Russia now. Do you notice how it has moved, right? It was to rebuild. To, to now we will nation build. So mm-hmm. we will so you are you have now he has just made at least just as it, it's the same it ha, same song and dance, Casey. It never ends. And this way, there is no definitive end to it. They can continue the I don't know if money laundering is the right word. What do you call if you send money to a country and then a bunch of it comes back in terms of an air quote investment to a cryptocurrency guy who gave a bunch of money to Democrat causes? What would you call that? 
What, how, what would be the word that I would use for that if I'm not using money laundering? It's almost a transfer. Uh, yeah, the yeah. transferring. Uh-huh. Yeah, there we go. Uh, this is never stopping. And look, it doesn't matter if the Republicans get in there. They're not stopping it either. Mitch McConnell uh, and his little, uh, you know, his little son there, Todd Young, made very clear that Ukraine is the most important thing to them. They treat, the politicians treat, the Republicans and Democrats alike treat U- the Ukraine people and the Ukraine cause far greater than any thing going on in this country, Casey. Do you realize that? Yeah. Okay, so Biden sat there with Zelensky and they were taking questions. It seems like Biden got everything he wanted out of this summit. Uh, Zelensky didn't. He wanted to be in NATO, which he didn't get. They said, just sit down, just chill out for just a second. So question, how do you make a never-ending commitment to a country and then go, no, you can't be in NATO? Right. Well, because they know that there's what will happen if they put Ukraine in NATO? Russia's not going to like that. Does that make any sense that, to that's anyone? World War Three beginning. The, the president of the United States just made a never-ending commitment, not only to help Ukraine win the war mm-hmm. with Russia, America's proxy war with Russia, but then he made a commitment, a never-ending commitment to nation-build that country after the war is over, which that war will not be over anytime soon. And yet, the one thing that could actually help them win the war if you indeed wanted to win the war, is put them in NATO so that everyone would then have to actually put their money where their mouth is and send the people in. No, we're not doing that. What does that tell you about what's going on here? (laughs) Industrial military complex. Uh, They don't want it to end. um, That's what it tells me. So Biden, as you said, sat down with Zelensky Mm -hmm. and... He did something here, Casey, that was amazing. I don't know if he meant to do it it or not. Was this on his note cards that he had the whole time he was there? (laughs) He basically confirmed the ridiculous amount of printed money our country has given away, given away over the years. Well, thank you. And thank you for acknowledging the American people. Uh, I think it's correct that uh, we are a large country, but I think we've given more than every other nation combined in terms of assistance and cost. Mm-hmm. More than any other country combined. And that's the way it always is. Yep. Iraq, hey, we'll go it alone. Hey, Ukraine, hey, it's us. We're number one. Hey, Afghanistan, hey, it's us. We ignore so many problems here in this country. We have absolutely no money because we're $32 trillion in debt. And you have this old, feeble buffoon out there bragging about how we're giving our printed money, Mm -hmm. which will be paid back by people who don't have a vote on it, and it is making everything more expensive in this country. He's bragging about how you're giving it away. He's giving it away to people who three or four years ago didn't even like us. Mm-hmm. And we're very ungrateful. At some point during that summit, because it was two days ago, Zelensky was yelling how it was absurd that he wasn't going to be in NATO. And then he turned around and he did this Thank America uh-huh. video. Uh-huh. At some point, somebody got slapped on the wrist. I, I Let's play that, Kevin. Number nine, Zelensky, uh, here he is coming off that completely miserable, ungrateful position that he had the day before. And now he's thanking all of us Americans for our money. I want to thank to all Americans who understand that it's more than 43 billions for today. It's big support. And I understand that it's all your money, but but you have to know that you spend this money for, for not, not just for fighting. You spend this money for our lives. Mm-hmm. 
for their lives. That's the way it always is, right? Mm -hmm. What about the people in this country that are hurting? What about the things in this country that aren't getting done? And yet we always seem to have money for someone else and Mm -hmm. not for the people of this country. Yeah. How could you be $32 trillion in debt? Imagine if you manage your finances this way. How could you be $32 trillion in debt and go, yeah, we're going to just keep giving an endless supply of money to the people who not all that long ago were Team Saddam Hussein, Casey? Yep. Okay, so, and then at one point, as Zelensky and Biden, they're sitting there next to each other, Zelensky looks completely confused. <laughs> uh, like he... <laughs> Like he doesn't understand what's going on, and and that's rare to be the confused-looking one when you're sitting next to Joe Biden. This is my favorite part of the whole thing. So they're kind of done mm-hmm. at the end of the little back and forth. Reporters are shouting out questions, as always happens, and they're asking, they're shouting something at Zelensky, mm-hmm. and Biden just shouts out a random answer about how fast Ukraine would like to join NATO. This is, you really need to actually see the video to see Zelensky's face, but it is just another example of Biden being a absent-minded old fool. Listen to this. President Zelensky, how soon after the world would you like to be in NATO? How soon after the world would you like to join NATO? An hour and 20 minutes. Here we go. You guys ask really insightful questions. Okay, so so how soon, they very clearly identified the person, like Casey, ask a question to Kevin. Just ask any random question to Kevin and I'll answer. Go for it real quick. What color is your hair? Blonde! Yes. That, I mean, that's just like, you, you clearly said, I'm asking Kevin a question. Question. Mm-hmm. It's in no way directed at, at you. Directed at me. And he jumps in there. Hour and 20 minutes, you guys ask really insightful questions. Yeah, like, that, that is a really insightful question because you've given this guy everything he wants so far. Right. And he wants to be in NATO. Right. So that would be a very insightful question for the president of the, of the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. But why would he say an hour and 20 minutes? Like, you know what? Zelensky's the type of guy, he looks like he would hold him to that. <laughs> he probably will, Casey. Like, okay, the war's over, an hour and 20 minutes, we're in NATO. Casey, I have a yeah. very, 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 very alarming statement to make to you. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know this. What? But climate change oh. is very real, mm. and we don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And yes, I understand they have been saying that now for 50 years, mm-hmm. but Biden really means it this time. Okay, we're going to recap coming up from 93 WIBC. Travis. I don't like that guy. 21 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey well, on 93 WIBC. He called. He's on our voicemails for next segment. He's back. All right. Thank you for the uh, warning. Yeah. You're very excited. He's, he's uh-huh. got a lot of insightful commentary coming he's up. He's my fave. Hopefully, he'll pick on you instead of me and Kevin this time. So, here's something from Daily Mail. First of all, I did not know that Daily Mail was doing their own surveys. Oh. But here it is. They say U.S. voters by wide margins say prosecutors gave Hunter Biden special treatment over his tax and gun-related charges. This comes from the no-kidding category. <laughs> but it includes half of Democrats, 61%, said that Biden's son got a sweetheart deal. An overwhelming 83% of Republicans say that Biden, that Hunter, received special treatment. And half of those people were Democrats. They felt the same way. And let's play another round of what in the world is Kamala saying. Here she is explaining AI. And I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught. 
And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine mm. that will then determine, and, and we can predict then, if we think about what, machine, what information is going in, what then will be produced in terms of decisions and opinions um, that may be made through that process. Why does this sound like she's always talking to like a kindergarten class? Because that's her level of intelligence. AI. It's a fancy thing. It's two letters. Artificial intelligence. Okay, glad she cleared that up. You know, Casey, it's so fascinating because our country was founded and the reason the system of governance they set up was so great because it was founded by the best and brightest amongst us who were basically almost in a sense, not infallible in a human sense, but in the terms of their ability to be corrupted because they were individually successful and wealthy people. And the country that they set up, they knew would largely work as long as the best and brightest amongst us were in office were in office, mm-hmm. and people who could not be easily corrupted because of their individual success and wealth. And when you see what this country has become and the people who run this country, it is no, 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 should be no, should be no great surprise to anyone. Our, our nation is having the troubles it is today because this doesn't work. The system of governance doesn't set, set work when it is being run by absolute morons who couldn't run a stake and shake if their life depended on mm-hmm. it. Let's talk about President Biden and his meeting with King Charles III. They used their first meeting in their new role, roles to talk about climate change. Apparently, uh, Biden, he uh, he didn't follow protocol. Oh. He, was, he was touching King Charles. <laughs> and you're not supposed to do that. I mean, he put his like hand on his back and yeah. on his arm. You're not supposed to do that? You're not supposed to touch the royals, I no guess. No kidding. But Joe Biden was feeling familiar. That's a, So that's a thing. Like, you can't like just walk up and pat Charles on the back and go, no. hey, it's good to see you, old yeah, friend. Yeah, no, it's against protocol. You're no kidding. To, even for world leaders. Huh. And there's video of King Charles III actually kind of like, brushing his hand away like don't touch me he's not used to that can you imagine having to spend any amount of significant With either time one of them yeah, great point yes either one oh of them. boy did you see the part where biden was looking at the soldiers and it was like he was so lost and it looked like he was looking at big toy soldiers yeah what are they he might he might have thought they were yeah he probably did but they were talking about climate change and uh joe biden said 50 years and counting and he confirms that climate change is real and we just don't have a lot of time already climate change it's real it's serious we don't have a lot of time Mm -hmm. it is the the single greatest threat to humanity you know, I uh, when I was off on the paternity leave, mm-hmm. uh, one of the shows I started binge watching, uh, I don't know if you know, Casey, you have to watch the baby pretty much 24-7. When they're that little, yeah. So uh, I started <laughs> binge watching the television show 24, mm-hmm. and it was one of the great shows that was on Fox for years and years and years. And if you've never seen 24, uh, because now it is a very old show, uh, groundbreaking landmark show at the time, the whole season is 24 hours. So there are 24 episodes. Each episode is an hour. It happens one day in real time. And it's about these counterterrorism unit people, Jack Bowers, the main character, and uh, the Biden voice there. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. 
you, right. you have to come. That's like the whole thing. Like there's always some hostage crisis or situation or, and that is exactly like every episode of 24. The end is near. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Doom is, is inevitable. You have to come with me. That is who Biden is. Yet we've been at this now for 50 years, Casey. Yep. 50 years we've been told the end is near. Okay, in 1970, we were told we would have an ice age by the year 2000. Mm -hmm. In 1977, the Department of Energy said oil will peak in the 90s. Oh, yes. In 1980, acid rain was going to kill life in the Great Lakes. In the year 2000, we were told children won't know what snow is. In 2005, we were told that Manhattan would be underwater by Mm -hmm. 2015. In 2008, we were told the Arctic will be ice-free by 2018. Do you remember in 2008, climate genius Al Gore predicted an ice-free Arctic by 2013. Wow. Still there. In 2009, the United Kingdom Prime Minister said 50 days to save the planet from (laughs) catastrophe. And in 2014, we only had 500 days before climate chaos. It's the never-ending story. Okay, we're going to do some voicemails next with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Now, wait a second. I'm not concerned about your problems, Rob Kendall. Now, wait a second. No! This what? Look, if you can't trust the people you work with. <laughs> so, it just dawned on me. Yeah. Next week mm-hmm. is the British Open. Mm-hmm. And when Casey was hired here, yeah. as with Mock before her, mm-hmm. uh it is made very clear that you know me, I am work work my fingertips to the bone. I'm always here. I'm the go-to mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. But there were four weeks out of the year mm-hmm. in which it is understood that on Thursday and Friday, my level of engagement mm-hmm. is as close to zero as I possibly can get by without my employer noticing. Sure. And those are the four major golf tournaments. Right. Of which the British Open is next week. Yeah. However, yeah. it just dawned on me, you are not going to be here next week. No. Which means... I'm either going to have to get somebody who can really engage or you're going to totally be screwing me over. So I want you Sorry. on your vacation next week as you sit on a beach or wherever you you're going. You feel bad for you? To remember, you didn't hold up your end of the bargain on this partnership. <laughs> yeah, I've decided uh, you're not going anywhere, Casey. <laughs> no. Guys, you know what? It's been, I, I did the math last night. Yeah. It's been it's been 20 months since I took any real time off. Yeah, that's true. And, and in that time, I moved. I bought a house. Yeah. I started a new job. Yep. That company got sold. Yep. So I started a, kind of another new job. And. And um, the dude had major yeah. uh, life-saving surgery yeah. where he was in the hospital look, for don't, don't, 21 nights. <laughs> I need a couple days off. Look, look, look Casey. Don't look. I'm sympathetic to you, but you, you, your problems are your own. It's, it's not. It's not a me issue. We had an agreement here. No, no, no. I'm. Uh, I'm taking next week off, and I'm going down to Florida, and I'm going to sit on the beach. And Rob, I will tell you why I'm drinking a Miami Vice. I'll think of you. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Uh, okay, so we got so we had several voicemails. We didn't have a chance to get into all of them at 1030. There were some really good ones I wanted to get to. Uh, Mark called, and he has a bevy of issues he wants to, to uh, discuss. Hey, this is Mark from Duluth, and I have a lot to share, so I hope I don't screw it up. 
first. Rob, the people are stopped. They stop following you because they see on Instagram how decent a father and a person you are. And they want to hate you. And when they see how decent you are, they don't hate you and they don't want to like you. So they stop following. They're hate followers, dude. Those are the people that... Those are the people that drop. They're hate followers. Hammer. The other day you were talking about being kind of a tough guy or whatever. So I think at one point you should put Rob in a figure four leg lock for charity. Because <laughs> I think it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Casey. Uh-oh. Stop talking dirty at the end of segments. It's not fair to your listeners, especially not to Jim. Kevin. <laughs> be respectful and don't play horrible music. <laughs> Be respectful of Rob. Oh, wow. We all just got air checked, didn't we? <laughs> okay, I won't say anything dirty anymore. Uh, I take it he's not a Nirvana fan, right? <laughs> right. Um, I want to see. I want to see. What did he say? He wants Hammer to put you in some sort figure, of figure. Figure four leg lock. Figure yeah, four absolutely. two point takedown. Yeah. I, I'd like to see that. Post that on Instagram. You get all your followers back. So this is a true story. When I first met my wife, she was an intern here, and uh, she. Uh, she was she worked for the corporate office not the people who own us now but the original um owners ms and uh when she told her people on the seventh floor her corporate friends that we were dating Mm -hmm. they were like that guy that guy is insane and she's like no he's like the nicest guy Uh ever they're like no you need to listen she's like he is nothing in person like he is on the radio he is literally like the nicest guy Mm -hmm. i've ever met they're Mm -hmm. like you that guy's crazy you better better be very careful be prepared She knows. She knew. Yeah, she knew. She had. A, she's a great. She gets of the softer side of Rob. Um, everybody who meets me in person really likes me. <laughs> this radio show does more damage. Or to they my tell own. you that yeah. anyway. <laughs> Except that guy. As by, they run away by screaming. The, by the way, what are ah! the what are the odds that the uh, disastrous failed town council president Lord Travis to shame we'll there tonight? Six the cops on me for asking because I'm going to ask again how something gets on the agenda. Are you? I'm going to get up there and I'm going to ask again exactly as I did before because they've got. You didn't the, get an answer. No, I never got an answer. So I'm going back. What are the odds that he tries to weaponize the police on me again well, tonight? Well, I think you're preparing him now. Uh, yes. So he's. Maybe- There's nothing more that I would like than for you to weaponize the police on me again. How did that work out for you last time, <laughs> mm-hmm. buddy? I bet he doesn't say a damn word, Casey. What do you want to bet? I th- I think you're probably right. Yeah, he's yeah. he's going to let you ask your question. Mm-hmm. You won't get an answer yes. again, and then everybody will just absolutely move along. Yeah, I bet he doesn't have the guts to do it again. Yeah, probably not. Uh, okay, uh, our buddy called. Oh, um, you're. Your pal. Travis. Travis. Okay. Now, last time he <laughs> called, he was very angry that we have a show together and we banter back and forth. Right. That has now since become a liner. Mm-hmm. However, he appears to be changing his tune. Because remember, what didn't last time, didn't he say he enjoyed when I was a show? By yourself. By myself. Yeah. Uh, what time does State House Happenings air? Uh, 7.30 Sunday mornings. There which you're going to be Travis. on this week. It's, I the, it's the Curtis. I'm going to ruin it again Curtis for him because I make an appearance on State is House it, Happenings. There's so many of these guys i got to keep track of. I think this is the same guy, right? Mm-hmm. Is it the same guy? Or is this dark room guy? Yes, he was the banter. No, this was the banter guy. Now you're just whatever he was mad that we banter okay however he called back Uh-oh. and now he appears to be contradicting himself okay yes good morning i really like casey but rob nobody really cares what you think <laughs> so get over yourself well it's funny because casey really 
uh, called him out that one day. I don't know if that's the same guy. Is that the I, same, no, that's the same, same guy. guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he likes you now because you called him out and you know, he hid for a while. Uh-huh. He didn't call and now he's like totally on your side. Yeah, he That's was, the exact opposite of what he said in that liner we play, right? He he yeah. loved me by myself. Yep. And, and then he, he didn't like Kevin and I. You, uh, We have to talk to each other and he hates that. Mm-hmm. Well, now, can we, I mean, I just want to make sure, can we play that again that now he likes you mm-hmm. and now I'm the problem? Mm-hmm. Yes, good morning. I uh, really like Casey, but Rob, nobody really cares what you think. You so know get what, over yourself. Yeah, you know what it is? There are there are some men who just like to be, um, let's say, disciplined. Oh, yeah, there's a genre yeah, for put that. Put in their place. Yeah, put no, in their absolutely. place, and maybe he's one of those dudes. He just needs to be told where he stands. Uh, okay, so we had Curtis Hill on yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Curtis Hill, former attorney general, running for governor now yep. in the state of Indiana. We got multiple phone calls, people interested in that. Let's hear a couple. Hey, Rob. Casey. Big fan of your show. Been listening ever since the chicks on the right. Hmm. I really enjoyed your interview with Curtis Hill today. I will admit, in past years, I didn't think too highly of him. But if he's willing to go against the Republican establishment of Indiana, I'm willing to hear what he has to say. I wouldn't mind voting for him in the primary, based on what I've heard so far. But will I vote for him in the general? Well, let's just say he has certain policy positions where, as he is right now, I will either vote libertarian in the general or I will simply not vote at all for a governor. Anyway, keep doing what you guys are doing. Look forward to the next show. Bye. He needs to tell us what those policies are that well, he doesn't agree with. Well, I think it was pretty clear. I think, and I think Curtis is way out of touch. His view on marijuana mm-hmm. is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. it's, it, look, I, I, I'm not sure it'll hurt him in a Republican primary. It would hurt him in a general because the view, the viewpoint that you don't have enough information to know whether medical marijuana should be legal or not is ridiculous. That is between a patient and a doctor, and it's not Curtis Hill or anybody else's business. What's going on between a licensed medical provider and the patient? You have no right, you know, to 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 decide that. And so he is totally out of touch on the legalization of marijuana, especially. Look, at, and I think everybody in this room—I don't mean to speak for everybody—but I think I, we've all made our view on this that recreational marijuana it all across the board legalize it you've lost that fight mm-hmm. if people want to do it now keep it out of the public square you know you want to regulate it etc you know so the your communities don't smell like weed whatever but what you do in the privacy of your own home nobody's business but especially as a starting point medical marijuana that is that is a ridiculous totally out of touch viewpoint that Curtis Hill has well I think the one part that he's missing out on is that in this state okay it's not legal medicinal recreational none of it it's not stopping any Hoosier from getting it if you want to get it you can get it yeah take a drive or yeah. go ask your friend who took a drive. And look, Curtis, to his credit, whatever you want to think about it, he has been resolute on that for a very long time, and he mm-hmm. got to respect that he's not wavering just because he's running for public well, office. Well, and that's why I asked him about that, because he has been uh, on that side of it for many yep. years, and I was curious, with all the states around us legalizing it, if that changed his opinion at all, and it has not. Well, here's and here's the thing, and, and it is amazing to me, because we asked the question, and while Curtis said the right things in terms of there's too much taxes, there's too much spending, he offered no specifics on how you're going to cut spending and how you're going to cut taxes. So 
I give somebody a grace period mm -hmm. to come up with specific policy proposals. Curtis thus far of the four people running has said the most right things in terms of what the Republican Party is in this state, the way they've operated, especially under Holcomb Hupfer Incorporated. And he has at least said the thing that the others will not say, which is that the government under the Indiana Republican Party is too big and the taxes are too high. It's amazing. We have four people running on the Republican side, four viable people running, and I don't have a single concrete policy proposal from any of them other than Doden, who wants to give teachers no taxes. Well, the one thing that uh, Curtis Hill did say was that there, we're going to have to look in regards to taxes. We're going to have to look and see what Hoosiers can do without. Yeah. Which leans towards cutting taxes, but what specifically well, he didn't say. it's always easy to say it in the generic. Yeah, and then sure. you get in there and special interest guy starts leaning on you. And so we'll see. All right, uh, another call about Curtis. Hey, guys. I just wanted to respond to the interview you guys had with Attorney General Curtis Hill. I am so pleased to hear that he is actually throwing his hat in the ring for governor. Uh, he was a fantastic attorney general. He really did the work that was needed for Hoosiers. And it's no wonder that Holcomb and the others hated him because, well, he actually did his job while Holcomb just sitting on his old butt. Uh, locking everybody down, and then they hit him with phony allegations, none of which were true. Uh, and I'm just going to say, Curtis, I like both Curtis and Donald Rainwater. Um, if Curtis is the nominee for governor, I will vote for him. I'll also vote for him in the primary, but I will say to Donald Rainwater, uh, if Mike Braun or one of the three three other, I think three or four other rhinos that gets nominated, you're going to get my vote for governor. Curtis will have to get my vote for governor, but I will probably write in Rainwater to be attorney general because Todd Rokita is a failure. He is stupid. He is dumb. Uh, he has obsession with radio broadcasters, much like our pal from Seymour. Uh, and I'll say this to Todd. You as attorney general, you Fuck. Oh. Oh, crap. I left that in there. I totally meant to edit that out. Oh, sure. Right. <laughs> the look on Kevin's face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> sure you did. Oh, okay, no, well, no. Curtis Hill has to get the 500 signatures at this point, and he just started on Monday. Well, so he's got, yeah, he's got to get, actually, it's 4,500. 500 in all nine congressional districts. Unless, of course, you're Todd Young, then you don't have to do that. But uh, Curtis Hill, I can guarantee you, will have to get the 500 uh, signatures. All right, Casey, let's uh, <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, um, I want to touch on something that we touched on earlier, which was the backstabbing that took place mm -hmm. in Fishers okay. uh, with the Hamilton Southeastern School Board, because I've heard some things from some people, and I would like to revisit. Re well, yeah, I'd like to revisit what happened, and then the the I always love the people of well, you don't even live there. What do you care? Well, we'll explain why I care. How All about right. that? It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Casey, yeah. did you know 96% of Americans, 96% forfeit $111,000 in Social Security income? That sounds like a lot of money, Rob. It is. You know what I could do with $111,000? You'd never see me again. Uh, this is this is true, and you can learn how you can avoid this potential mistake with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. We trust Bill. We're clients of his, and he knows Social Security like the back of his hand. Now, this free analysis pinpoints exactly when you should file for Social Security while considering your taxes, spousal benefits, and Medicare premiums. And if you've saved at least $200,000 for retirement and have not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912. Save yourself a ton of time and don't lose a 
dime in Social Security income. It not just rhymes, but it could help you immensely. Schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912. 317-932-9912. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the HSE school board meeting took place and they approved another tax referendum, which is going to go on the ballot in November. And uh, the reason I made this a cause du jour today, it's not something I sat around last night thinking, wow, let me invest heavily in a place I don't live, is because what usually happens, so many people reached out to me and said, Rob, we are being betrayed by people that in some cases we actually worked, not just voted for, but worked very hard to get elected. You have a platform. We know you don't care. Will you speak out on our behalf? And so as usual, I've made myself the talk of Fishers uh, today, last night, because of social media and this platform that we have, which is good because we're doing more to make that board and that administration earn it than anybody else previously has. And I know we've been the talk of the school board today and the administration, and I've got birdies everywhere, including over there at HSC, so I know exactly what happens, and that was the goal, because now we're talking about it. And I always love on social media, because uh, this happens all the time when I talk about different communities, he doesn't even live here. (laughs) What does he care? Mm -hmm. Well, I will tell you what I care, and I'll tell you why I invest time and effort into things it, it, my other favorite thing is, he's a shock jock doing it for ratings mm-hmm. our ratings you think what there was just a huge spike in ratings because we talked about a hamilton southeastern school referendum no i do this one because i care about our audience and i've always taken great pride in upholding my responsibility to speak for people who can't speak for themselves. And in this case, you have a group of citizens who are now essentially at war. They're up against an entire school corporation with unlimited funding and resources at their disposal. So I have this platform. So I use that with great discretion and I feel a sense of responsibility to speak for people who can't speak for themselves. That's number one. Number two, Bad government and politicians who don't hold up their end of the bargain to people need to be called out whenever and wherever it is taking place, whether I live there or not. You're right. There is no financial penalty for me if that referendum passes. I gain or lose nothing based on the outcome other than, other than when bad government, bad government is like a virus. It spreads. It isn't just confined to one place. And when bad referendums, needless bad referendums pass because politicians, in this case, the four conservatives, supposed conservatives, now fraudulent conservatives, who were elected last year didn't hold up their end of the bargain. If it's allowed to happen there, it will happen other places, and eventually it will happen where I live. So no, I don't live there. No, I'm not financially impacted one way or another. But unlike other selfish people, I feel an obligation and a responsibility to use my platform to help others who can't help themselves and call out bad government. There, did that explain it? Mm-hmm. It's, this is a fine example of campaign promises that were made. Right. 
But then when it really comes time for rubber to hit the road, it's a different story. And let's be very clear about what the referendums are. Referendums are not about helping the children. They're not about helping the community. They are about control. Referendums are school corporations exacting control over the community. And we laid out this ridiculous doomsday scenario that they throw out there. Well, if this doesn't pass, it's, oh, my goodness, a couple of administrators who are like six-figure people who there's no proof that they're adding anything to the process anyway might lose their jobs. Well, we know you're not going to fire them, period. You might remove them by attrition, like if someone leaves. But there's never been an instance in which there's just mass firings because a school referendum didn't pass. This is laziness and fear by these supposed conservatives. That's what this is. That's why I'm giving them no grace. And I know many of them personally. I thought I liked a bunch of them Mm -hmm. personally. But I don't like people who don't hold up their end of the bargain to the public. You, nobody held a gun to your head and made you run for school board. No one held a gun to your head and made you say, I want this job and I'm going to fix this issue. When you approve these referendums, you are feeding the beast that you espouse to hate, which tells me you didn't really hate the beast at all. You were just mad you weren't the one controlling the beast. Mm-hmm. So no. And you said what you thought people wanted to hear. Exactly. You had an opportunity. It's laziness and fear by those board members. Because I guarantee, because I've been through this process, Casey, I've heard the superintendent and the school board in my community go, well, if we don't do a $100 million tax increase, then kids could be at risk of dying in the mm-hmm. hallways by an active shooter. And we've looked at it from head to toe, and there's no other way to do this without the tax increase. In the case of the community where I live, the tax increase failed. Mm-hmm. And Casey, if you go waltz around the greater Brownsburg community, you will see school construction like it is going out of style. Why? Because they didn't need the money. It's not about the money. There's plenty of money. Look at the assessments. These people have more money than they've ever had and they will ever know what to do with. They can't spend it fast enough. It is about control. And those school board members deserve to be called out and deserve to be held accountable everywhere, wherever it happens, because there's never a need for these referendums. So I don't care if you thought I was your buddy or you thought I was your friend. If you're going to treat taxpayers like crap, then we're not buddies and we're not friends. Hey, one thing I want to touch on before we get out of here today, and that is that uh, the Secret Service came out and they concluded their investigation into the cocaine at the White House. Yes. And they found that there is no suspect. They're not going to identify anybody. (laughs) But also, no fingerprints, no DNA turned up on that baggie that they found. So the cocaine culprit was wearing gloves, Mm. you tell me. And that that didn't draw any red flags that a guy walking around the White House with a bag of cocaine with gloves on. No, and and despite the ever so sophisticated FBI crime lab analysis, despite surveillance footage of the area, and we've got no suspect and no leads on who it might be. We are as close to catching the cocaine culprit as we are D.B. Cooper, Casey. It was the cocaine bear! All right, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today, and thank you for listening. We're going to catch you back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIB. You know it. See you.